नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्णा टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो फोर चैप्टर ट्वेंटी नाइन विच इज एंटाइटल्ड एज टॉक्स बिटवीन नारदा एंड किंग प्रचीना बारही एंड वी आर गोइंग टू रीड टेक्स थर्टी नाइन एंड फोर्टी सो थर्टी नाइन फोर्टी आर टुगेदर वील रीड थर्टी नाइन साधवो विशदाशया साधवो विशदाशया भगवदुणाकथान भगवदुणाकथान श्रवणव्यग्रचेत श्रवणव्यग्रचेत यगवताजन साधवो विशदाशया भगवदुणाकथान श्रवणव्यग्रचेत यगवताजन साधवो विशदाशया भगवदुणाकथान श्रवणव्यग्रचेत Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Shrila Prabhupad. Translation, my dear King, in the place where pure devotees live, following the rules and regulations, and thus purely conscious and engaged with great eagerness in hearing and chanting the glories of the supreme personality of Godhead, in that place, if one gets a chance to hear their constant flow of nectar, which is exactly like the waves of a river, one will forget the necessities of life. namely hunger and thirst and become immune to all kinds of fear lamentation and illusion purport the cultivation of krishna consciousness is possible where great devotees live together and constantly engage in hearing and chanting the glories of the lord in a holy place like vrindavan there are many devotees constantly engaged in chanting and hearing the glories of the lord If one gets the chance to hear from pure devotees in such a place allowing the constant flow of the river of nectar to come from the mouths of pure devotees then the cultivation of krishna consciousness becomes very easy when one is engaged in constantly hearing the glories of the lord he certainly rises above the bodily conception when one is in the bodily conception he feels the pangs of hunger and thirst fear lamentation and illusion but when one is engaged in hearing and chanting the glories of the lord he transcends the bodily conception 
द वर्ड भगवत गुणानुकथन श्रवण व्यग्रचेतस मीन्स ऑलवेज ईगर टू फाइंड द प्लेस वे ग्लोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड आर बींग हर्ड एंड चैंटेड दिस इज वेरी सिग्निफिकेंट इन दिस वर्स अ बिजनेस मैन इज ऑलवेज वेरी ईगर टू गो टू अ प्लेस वे बिजनेस इज ट्रांजैक्टेड सिमिलरली अ डिवोटी इज वेरी ईगर टू यर फ्रॉम द लिप्स ऑफ लिबरेटेड डिवोटीज As soon as one hears the glories of the Lord from liberated devotees, he immediately becomes impregnated with Krishna consciousness. This is confirmed in another verse: "Satam prasangam mamavirya samvido bhavanti hritkarna rashayana sakatha tad joshana dashva apavarga vartamani shraddha ratir bhaktir anukramishyati." In the association of pure devotees, discussion of the pastimes and activities of the supreme personality of Godhead is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and to the heart. By cultivating such knowledge, one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation, and thereafter he is freed, and his attraction becomes fixed. Then real devotion and devotional service begins. Bhagavatam three point twenty five point twenty five. In the association of pure devotees, one becomes attached to hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord. In this way, one can cultivate Krishna consciousness, and as soon as the cultivation is advanced, one can become faithful to the Lord, devoted to the Lord, and attached to the Lord. And thus, one can very quickly attain full Krishna consciousness. The secret of success in the cultivation of Krishna consciousness is hearing from the right person. A Krishna conscious person is never never disturbed by the bodily necessities, namely eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Om Agyana Timirandasya Gyanan Jana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena. तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्टम स्थापितम् येन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा महियम ददाति स्वपदांतिकम वंदेहम श्री गुरु श्रीयुतापदकमलम श्री गुरून वैष्णवांश्च वाछाकल्पतरूभ्यश्च कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्या प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा so we are seeing that the conversation between narad muni and kring prachina bhari is continuing over here in this chapter uh, in fact this chapter is one of the longest chapters in the bhagavatam i think this chapter has 85 verses so it's going to go on for quite some time uh, so this past time has been going on since quite a few chapters where king narad muni because of his compassionate nature has come to preach to king prachina bhari and to take him out of the fruit of activities and the karmakanda activities that he was so deeply engrossed in so he explains the whole science of krishna consciousness or devotional service through an allegory which you know we uh, discussed in the previous chapters and in this particular chapter there is what is called as debriefing going on like in offices we have a debrief after some incident has happened so right now narad muni is you know prinking prachina bahari is explaining uh, asking questions and narad muni is explaining to him what was the uh, meaning of the whole allegory that he explained to him in the previous verses so he is doing like a debrief and he is telling him the 
aspects, different aspects of bhakti and how different aspects of bhakti are very important for King Prachinabhari to slowly progress to self-realization and uh, uh, full Krishna consciousness. So since last few verses and even in the next one or two verses, Narad Muni is stressing the importance of hearing, hearing Krishna Katha. Now this is not just in this chapter. We know throughout the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam, the importance of hearing is again and again and again reiterated. Because bhakti begins by the process of hearing. Like we know the nine stages of bhakti are there, Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Anartha Nivriti. So when one attains a little bit of loose faith, maybe because of Agyata Sigrati or you know, because of devotees' association, they attain a little bit of loose faith. But then, when they start cultivating this, that loose faith by the process of uh, hearing, which is bhajana kriya, that is when they'll be able to progress through the nine stages of bhakti. So we see there Narad Muni is explaining how through the process of hearing, a person can actually purify themselves. And not only purify themselves, they will be able to transcend the bodily conception or even the bodily necessities of life. And he says you can even overcome hunger and thirst once a person becomes absorbed in hearing Krishna Katha. And we have the greatest example of this transcendence in the way of Parikshit Maharaj himself. So we see like the whole Leela, it's, it's a Leela of the Lord, but Parikshit, the same Parikshit Maharaj could not tolerate thirst when he goes hunting in the forest. And because he could not tolerate thirst, he puts a dead snake around the rishi and then his son curses him. So that whole pastime happens because of which Parikshit Maharaj uh, renounces his kingdom. And now he's sitting on the banks of the Ganga, hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam from the lips of Sukhadeva Goswami, who is none other than an eternal associate of Radharani. So now when he's hearing, he's actually, it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, he's telling, he's churning the, the topics from uh, Sukhadeva Goswami, he's keeping on asking him deep, deep questions. Like, especially when you come to, you know, cantos like Canto 5, where there is so much philosophy about the creation. I think even in Canto 3, there is a little bit of, you know, philosophy about creation. Or further on, during Canto 9 and 10, where the personified Vedas come and offer prayers. It's like, when we are doing a Bhakti Vedanta course with Keshav Prabhu, we really wait for those chapters to get over when they are too philosophy-heavy or there is too much of technical details about creation, which planet is going around which planet and all that. But it's amazing that Parikshit Maharaj is continuously churning. He is not wanting to go quickly to the 10th canto and hear the, uh, the pastimes of Lord Krishna directly. In fact, in one of the cantos, Parikshit Maharaj tells Sukhadeva Goswami, he says that don't think that I'm tired or I might be hungry or thirsty and because of that you rush. Just tell me all these pastimes in great detail. Don't miss out even a little bit of detail of the pastimes. So this is the mood of Parikshit Maharaj. He has the same person who could not tolerate thirst because of which he put a dead snake, has, is completely absorbed. He is not even worried about his hunger and thirst. Nobody in that assembly was taking breaks, tea breaks or any breaks were not happening in that assembly where Srimad Bhagavatam was being spoken. So we see the you know an emblem of this example is the whole place where the Srimad Bhagavatam is being spoken right now between Parikshit Maharaj and Sukhadeva Goswami. All of them have transcended the bodily necessities of hearing, of uh, sorry, eating and sleeping and thirst. They have transcended all these necessities. And we see that, you know, for us, the devotees in ISKCON are so fortunate, somehow or the other, because of the preaching that, you know, devotees do and because of Krishna and Prabhupada's mercy, we have come in this moment, but we are not realizing a great, sometimes we fail to realize a great fortune. 
So Prabhupada has created this amazing institution where there is so much opportunity to hear, read and chant. Like, you know, your Narad Muni is stressing that devotees should seek each other's association to progress in bhakti. Otherwise, progress in bhakti is not possible. In fact, I was hearing a class where one devotee was mentioning that we say the Yuga Dharma for Kali Yuga is the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, like chanting of the holy names of the Lord. But that devotee was mentioning that actually the Yuga Dharma of uh, um, Kali Yuga is association of devotees. Because if you try to chant the holy names of Krishna alone in the next verse that will come about Nirjan Bhajan, it is there in the next verse. So if somebody tries to, you know, chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra alone, especially in this Kali Yuga, they are definitely going to fall down. So even though they are using the Yuga Dharma to attain self-realization, but if they don't keep themselves in the association of devotees, slowly their taste will go away and they might fall down, unless like one is completely exalted. But we see even Bharat Maharaj, although he was in such an exalted position, he did not associate with devotees enough. I remember once Ramai Maharaj was giving a class in this our temple only, and somebody had asked him that Bharat Maharaj was actually on the platform of Bhava, And how did he fall down from that platform? How is that possible? Like, you know, we say that from that particular stage, there is no coming back. But Ramai Maharaj had answered. He said that it's because he did not keep himself in the association of devotees. He tried to do Nirjan Bhajan, and then he was vulnerable over there without some devotees to guide him, chastise him, when he started becoming attached to the deer. And because of that attachment, there was nobody to correct him and bring him back. And that attachment took him away and he had to take another birth. And then in his third lifetime, he perfected his life and went back to Godhead. So therefore, we are so fortunate that Prabhupada has created this whole institution for us, where there is a whole like, you know, foolproof program, which will allow a devotee who is sincerely associating with the devotees and coming to the temple regularly, that devotee is bound to make progress just because of the structure and the program which Prabhupada has created. We therefore sometimes even see like devotees from other sampradayas. They are also bona fide Vaishnava sampradayas. It's not that they are some unbona fide sampradayas. But still they prefer to come to our temple regularly and do services in our temple, come and do hearing in our temple. Because in no other sampradaya we see such a uh, good institution and such a good arrangement which is there for hearing and chanting. Like, you know, isn't it glorious even amongst this whole COVID pandemic we still have Bhagavatam classes going on. We still have people hearing, trying to. And I know like Priya Mataji and you know, many other devotees are doing online classes so that the association of devotees keeps going on even, even though it's virtual association. Like everybody is trying to hear and chant the holy names of the Lord together. So therefore, you know, it's extremely fortunate that we are in this, this particular moment where Prabhupada has created this program of hearing, even of celebrating festivals. Like we know Ram Naomi went and we couldn't all come to the temple, but still the temple devotees over here did Abhishek of Lord Ram. At least, you know, we celebrated the festival, we decorated the deity of Lord Ram and he was on the altar for some time. And very soon the festival of uh, Chandan Yatra is going to start. So I know we are in the southern hemisphere, for us winter is starting, but in the northern hemisphere now summer is starting. So I think from this Sunday, the whole festival of Chandan Yatra will start where we will get to see beautiful darshan from Mayapur, Vrindavan, like different places, how beautifully they will decorate the deities of, uh, with uh, Chandan. So we see Prabhupada has created all these facilities for us, and if we don't take 
you know if we having come into the moment prabhupad says one of the most unfortunate person is who has come into the moment or has come into contact with the krishna consciousness moment but somehow does not take advantage of the uh, uh, golden opportunity that has been given to him somehow or the other he leaves the association or he doesn't hear properly in the right mood and therefore he doesn't take advantage and progress in his bhakti so right now we are studying the 11th canto in our bhakti vedanta course in fact we have our exam next tuesday of the first 11 chapters and we are hearing the uh, uh, dialogues or the exchange of conversation between narad muni and vasudev so the curse of the yadu dynasty has happened where the brahmanas have cursed you know because they dress samba as a woman so the brahmanas have cursed samba and the yadu dynasty that it will get destroyed by the iron club that will be born and then narad muni who was amongst those brahmanas who curse he actually stays back because he wants to, he doesn't like to leave the association of krishna so he narad muni when krishna was present it is described in the 11th canto so although he had that curse from daksha that he could not stay in one place he would have to keep traveling but in uh, when krishna was present narad muni would spend most of his time in dwarka because he did not want to leave krishna's association and it is said also that a curse cannot act within the holy place where the lord is present so even though the curse was there because he was protected in the holy place of dwarka that curse couldn't act on him so there's a beautiful dialogue which is happening between narad muni and vasudev where vasudev is inquiring about the tenets of krishna consciousness self realization how to attain the supreme lord and narad muni quotes a conversation be- between maharaj nimi and the navayogendras that whole conversation goes on for almost five or six chapters and prabhupas disciples have written really long purports like there are four four page purports to some of the verses that prabhupas disciples have written so it's very hard for us to study for our exam we have to go through one whole you know big big chapters to study for the exam but over there also one of the questions which maharaj nimi asks is about hearing and chanting and one of the navayogendra same very similar verses come there about the importance of hearing so we see even such exalted devotees like vasudev who is krishna's father even maharaj nimi who was also a self realized soul they are also wanting to hear about the process of bhakti and especially about the importance of hearing and chanting and we see in the past time of even dhru maharaj so when dhru maharaj was best blessed by uh, narayan when he gave him darshan he asked dhru maharaj for a boon and obviously dhru maharaj by that time his eyes have opened so he doesn't want to get that kingdom for which he had originally gone to the forest and he says to Nar- lord narayan he says that i was looking for broken pieces of glass when actually you you are the diamond who is present before me so i don't desire any kingdom now but one of the boons which dhru maharaj asks because Nar- lord narayan insists he says that i always want to be in the association of your devotees where i get an opportunity to hear and chant your names so this is a boon which even dhru maharaj asks even prahlad maharaj asks this boon from narsimha dev in that whole past time and in fact there is a past time during uh, ramanujacharya's time so when he was in shri rangam sometimes they used to sit i i think i've mentioned this past time before also ramanujacharya and some of the devotees would sit and do krishna katha they would talk about the pastimes of lord narayan and once there was a procession which was going from shri rangam and because that procession was going they had to for some time stop their krishna katha because obviously there was loud music you know kettle drums mridangas um, kartals all that and that whole procession passed by because you know in in shri rangam they worship the deity in awe and reverence so there are lots of festivals and all these big big yatra shobha yatras and all that that are organized in shri shri rangam 
So then Ramanujacharya actually was telling all his uh, disciples and the devotees who were sitting over there. He was saying this is such a big disturbance, this Shobha Yatra which came. Because we are not able to then continue the hearing and chanting of the Lord. So see the mood. Even though it's a Shobha Yatra of the Lord only, the goal is to attain the Lord through hearing and chanting. But even when the Shobha Yatra is coming, a great devotee like Ramanujacharya is saying this. And actually the Lord, Lord Ranganath also thinks, like he realizes what is in the heart of uh, Ramanujacharya. And then I think he makes through, he speaks through a devotee or he makes for some of the pujaris realize and they use a different path or they stop that Shobha Yatra for some time till Ramanujacharya finishes his Krishna Katha. So we see how, you know, even in different sampradayas there is this importance of hearing that is stressed. And especially hearing from advanced devotees. So Kesho Prabhu was mentioning in one of the classes that we, if we want to advance in a particular area of bhakti, we see like, you know, obviously devotees do a lot of introspection. So sometimes they see that my seva has gone down or my, you know, sadachar has gone down or right now my sadhana is lacking. So he, say, he was saying that in order to progress in a particular area, you have to hear from a devotee who is very steady in that particular area of bhakti. So let's say our sadhana is lacking, we have to seek out the association of devotees who are steady, very steady in their sadhana, who like, you know, maybe chant every day in the morning during Mangla Arati, Brahma Muhurta chanting, very attentive chanting, also reading, yeah, reading is very good, yeah, hearing is very good. So we need to seek the association of devotees who are already doing that particular aspect. Or we might see my sadhana is very pakka, but I'm not engaging in any seva, I'm just trying to utilize all my time in sadhana. And, you know, seva component is also very important. Then we need to seek the association of devotees and hear from those devotees who do such nice seva for the Lord, whose lives are dedicated to serving the Lord. So that is also one more aspect of hearing. Like the area in which we feel we are lacking, we go and seek out association of advanced devotees in that particular area. We hear from them and that, that way we progress. So that is the gist of today's verse about how hearing is so important without which we cannot progress in uh, bhakti. Even at an advanced stage, still hearing in the association of devotees is extremely important. And today it's the appearance day of one such advanced devotee. It's the appearance day of Gadadhar Pandit. So we'll spend the next few, um, maybe half an hour or 45 minutes discussing about the glories of Gadadhar Pandit, who also came to propagate, you know, along with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was also very instrumental in propagating the holy names, the Yuga Dharma of the Lord. So, um, we see, like, you know, we were discussing about Chandan Yatra. Now, this whole Chandan Yatra had started the, the emblem or the pivot or the person who actually inaugurated this whole Chandan Yatra was Madhavendra Puri. And most of us know the pastime how Madhavendra Puri was carrying Chandan for his Gopal deity in Vrindavan and he had travelled very far to carry this Chandan from the forests. And when he was passing through, like while going also he went through Remuna Dham, the whole pastime, Shirchor pastime happened where the Lord stole Kheer for him and since that time that deity is known as Shirchor Gopinath. So while coming back again he had come to that particular place and then his Gopalji in Vrindavan told him that you offer the Chandan year only to me in the form of Gopinath and I will be satisfied. I will feel the cooling effect in Vrindavan. So then Madhavendra Puri stays back there and that's how the whole Chandan Yatra festival started. And you know we celebrated nicely in Iskon also. So Madhavendra Puri had come. He, he, he is like the main branch of the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to honor Madhavendra Puri's position took initiation from one of his disciples 
because he wanted that lineage of Madhavendra Puri to continue because Madhavendra Puri was such an exalted devotee of the Lord. And there were many exalted devotees who took initiation from Madhavendra Puri directly. So the Ishwara Puri was one of his disciples. Uh, Pundarik Vidyanidhi was one of the disciples of uh, Madhavendra Puri. Parmananda Puri, Lord Nityananda himself had taken initiation from uh, Madhavendra Puri, even Vakreshwar Pandit. So many of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates were direct disciples of Madhavendra Puri. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took initiation from Madhavendra Puri's disciple. So Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami prays in the Chaitanya Charitramrita. It is there in the beginning. He says the famous verse, Panchatattvatmakam Krishnam Bhakta Rupa Swarupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyam Namami Bhakta Shaktikam. So in this particular age of Kaliyuga, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has appeared in five features, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami explains. So he says that Krishna and Radharani have appeared together, we know, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that is Swayam Bhagavan has appeared as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the combined mood of Krishna and Radharani. The original expansion of the Lord is Lord Nityananda. And then the incarnation of the Lord, Bhakta Avatara, the incarnation of the Lord, which is Mahavishnu, combined with Sadashiva, has come as Advaita Acharya. Uh, the perfect devotee, Bhaktakyam, the perfect devotee was Srivas Pandit, who is also, you know, Narad Muni, we say. And then Bhakta Shaktikam, the Ladini Shakti of the Lord, came as Gadadhar Pandit. So sometimes somebody might ask that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had already come in the combined form of uh, Krishna and Radharani, then why was one more expansion required of the Ladini Shakti? Why Radharani had to again come as a separate personality? And the Acharyas explain over here that Radharani's mood is always to serve Krishna in different ways. Because she is the Ladini Shakti, she is the emblem of the, you know, the purest devotee of the Lord. So she is always looking for different, different ways to serve Lord Krishna. And whichever way, like she keeps inventing new ways, but she is never satisfied. She wants her service to keep ever increasing and increasing and increasing. And therefore when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to incarnate, Sorry, Lord Krishna decided to incarnate in Kaliyuga as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the golden avatar to spread the Yuga Dharma. Radharani wanted to take the opportunity to again serve Lord Krishna separately. Like she knew he's going in the combined form, he's taking her mood. But she also wanted to come and serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu separately. So just to give pleasure to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Radharani incarnated as Gadadhar Pandit. So that is the reason of the appearance of Gadadhar Pandit along in the Panchatattva. So Gadadhar Pandit used to live in Navadvip. His father's name was Madhav Mishra and his mother's name was Ratnavati. And he also had a brother called Vani Nath. So Gadadhar Pandit and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there was very little age difference between both of them. I think Gadadhar Pandit was maybe one or two years younger than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And since childhood, so Ratnavati and Sachi Mata, like both their mothers were also very good friends, very close friends. Always they used to go to each other's houses. And therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Gadadhar Pandit also became inseparable friends since childhood. They would eat together, sleep together in each other's houses, play together, even take bath in the Ganga together. And then when they became a little big, they also started going to the same school together. So this, this is how inseparable they were. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could never live without Gadadhar Pandit. And also Gadadhar Pandit could never bear separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even as children, they were inseparable. So since birth, Gadadhar Pandit was, you know, but their personalities were very different. And this was when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was called as Nimai Pandit. 
So Gadadhar Pandit was an extremely docile person. Like since birth he was very renounced. He was not at all attached to anything in this material world. And very peaceful child, always absorbed in the thoughts of Krishna, always wanted to hear, glorify Krishna. And he actually liked seclusion. So this was the personality of Gadadhar Pandit, very devoted to the Lord and did not like to unnecessarily like, you know, engage in any frivolous activities. But Nimai Pandit was quite the contrary to Gadadhar Pandit because during that time he had still not started manifesting his pastimes as, you know, the Supreme Lord or as a devotee of the Lord as well. So he, he in fact, you know, it is explained also and the Acharyas also explained that Nimai Pandit since his childhood showed that particular aspect of his Leela because he wanted to stress the importance of a spiritual master in devotional life. So Nimai Pandit, till he accepted initiation from Ishwarapuri in Gaya, he did not manifest any devotional qualities at all externally because he wanted to show the importance of taking initiation, taking Diksha from a bona fide spiritual master. So only when he took initiation from Ishwarapuri, after that when he returned from Gaya, he started manifesting those you know, uh, ecstasy, ecstasies of being a pure devotee of the Lord. So he, uh, during his childhood pastimes, Nimai Pandit would always be engaged in Vad Vivad. So he was an extremely bright child, very good in, a very good scholar. And because of that, nobody could defeat him. Like he was undefeatable. And he would continuously keep challenging people. And those challenges were for just some useless grammar topics. You know, grammar topics of the Vedas or grammar topics of Sanskrit, like that. He would just keep un unnecessarily challenging people for all these particular topics. And Gadadhar Pandit used to get very disturbed by all this because his personality was very different. Like I mentioned, he was very peaceful. He did not like to get involved in all these things. Very soft-hearted, always liked to be in seclusion. So he did not like this particular nature. Even though they were inseparable friends, he did not like this particular nature or behavior of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Nimai Pandit. So he, therefore he would try to stay away from him, but at the same time he couldn't stay away from him also. So, you know, it was that sort of relationship they shared. But all the time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Nimai Pandit would keep troubling Gadadhar Pandit. So all the devotees headed by, by Advaita Acharya, they used to pray to Krishna. Continuously they used to pray to Krishna that, Oh my Lord, please make this Nimai Pandit a, a good devotee of yours. Because he's, we all love him so much. He's such a charming child. As soon as everyone sees him, everybody feels an eruption of bhakti in their heart. But somehow, my Lord, you do something in his heart and you change him. Because he's such a charming person, we don't want him to be lost in this whole whirlpool of grammar and logic and all these things. And Gadadhar Pandit also used to join all these devotees in praying for Nimai Pandit like this. They used to continuously pray. So one day when <clears throat> Nimai Pandit was um, walking and Gadadhar Pandit came from the opposite side. So again, as usual, Nimai Pandit used to love to pull Gadadhar Pandit's leg. So he ga grabbed Gadadhar Pandit's hand and he started asking him some, again, debate, like challenging questions. He asked him, what is the true meaning of liberation? So Gadadhar Pandit said, like he, he actually was in his heart, he was saying, I want to run away, I want to run away, this is not going to go in the right direction. But obviously, Nimai Pandit was not going to leave him. And Gadadhar Pandit was also very soft-hearted, he could not say no to people. So he said, oh, liberation means uh, deliverance from the suffering of this world. So uh, again, you know, as soon as Gadadhar Pandit said, Nimai Pandit started challenging him. And he completely defeated Gadadhar Pandit in that particular challenge. 
and gadadhar pandit did not like to engage in all these debates so he would give in easily he did not mind being defeated at all only that if he is allowed to go away by accepting defeat and nimai pandit would leave him so he would he would generally run away from there and you know gadadhar pandit was so soft that even though nimai pandit would keep defeating him he would never feel offended his heart was so soft and pure so one day ishwara puri came to navadweep dham and when he came to navadweep dham he was staying at gopinath acharya's house and obviously being such a great uh, devotee his fame and name spread in navadweep dham so many people were going to take association of ishwara puri even nimai pandit used to go and ishwara puri was holding regular classes and also he used to uh, listen from him and come but specially gadadhar pandit became very attached to ishwara puri so he would go regularly to hear from ishwara puri and looking at gadadhar pandit's qualities even ishwara puri was very attracted and attached to gadadhar pandit he saw that this child is so devoted and so receptive to the messages of krishna consciousness so he would give extra attention and care to uh, gadadhar pandit and in fact he would make him sit down and that time ishwara puri had written or he was just in the process of completing his book called krishna leela amrita so he sat uh, um, uh, gadadhar pandit down and he was teaching him personally from that book that he had written so like this you know the whole childhood pastimes of nimai pandit were going on and then obviously they were became a little big they became a uh, youth and at that time one day uh, shriman pandit who was the brother of shrivas pandit so all these devotees used to pray either in shrivas thakur's house they used to gather and sometimes they used to go to the garden to collect jasmine flowers for the worship of the lord so all the devotees were gathered in the garden collecting flowers and at that time shriman pandit came running over there and shriman pandit was trembling he was trembling in ecstasy he was he could not even speak there were tears flowing from his eyes and all the devotees made him sit down and they said what's the matter shriman why are you doing like this and then shriman pandit said he said with tears in his eyes that nimai pandit has come back from gaya and since he's come the day he's come back from gaya he's speaking nothing but krishna katha from his mouth there is nothing else which is pouring out of his mouth and all the time he is saying where is krishna where is krishna he is always feeling separation from krishna and he is always singing and hearing and chanting his holy names so something has happened there's a big transformation that has happened to this nimai pandit all our prayers have fructified because these devotees were praying continuously to krishna that make nimai pandit a devotee so all our prayers have fructified and in fact he has sent a message through me chaitanya mahaprabhu has sent a message through me that he has said all devotees please come and meet me in shuklambar brahmachari's house so chaitanya mahaprabhu was in shuklambar brahmachari's house at that time and he sent a message through shriman pandit to call all the devotees over there so all the devotees were like for them this was a dream come true they were all so happy and ecstatic hearing that there is a, there has been an, a transformation in nimai pandit so they all rushed to shuklambar brahmachari's house and gadadhar pandit also went because for him also it was like a realization he he was you know so fed up of nimai pandit's behavior but he could not bear separation he was so attached to him so when he heard, heard about this transformation his heart was erupting in joy and he also ran to shuklambar brahmachari's house and he actually hid himself somewhere and then chaitanya mahaprabhu started speaking to all the devotees and he started asking all the devotees that where is krishna where is krishna talk to me about krishna like continuously krishna, uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu was seeking krishna and feeling separation from krishna and he said i found krishna 
but suddenly he has disappeared from my vision why is this happening why is krishna not staying with me so like that chaitanya mahaprabhu cried and he fainted he became unconscious and seeing this transformation and seeing chaitanya mahaprabhu feeling so much separation from krishna all the devotees were crying they could not hold back their tears and gadadhar pandit had also fainted when he heard chaitanya mahaprabhu's transformation so then somehow the devotees brought chaitanya mahaprabhu back to consciousness and chaitanya mahaprabhu roared and asked shuklambar brahmachari he said that there is somebody else in this house who is not in front of me somebody is hiding because of whom i am feeling all these ecstasies who is that person bring him here and then shuklambar brahmachari says that my lord it is your gadadhar who is hiding in one place and i'll bring him over here and that time chaitanya mahaprabhu and gadadhar like you know they met each other in that gor gadadhar sort of a form and they embraced each other for a long time and then chaitanya mahaprabhu started praising gadadhar pandit he said gadadhar since childhood you were such a devoted child you did not waste time like me in useless grammar and logic and study of unnecessary scriptures to become a logician and a scholar you did not waste time but look at me i just wasted my time in all on all those years not worshiping lord krishna so like that he kept praising gadadhar pandit and then they both embraced and the devotees were wonderstruck to see this beautiful form of gor gadadhar together so then after that one day um, they both went to advaita acharya's house after this transformation had happened chaitanya mahaprabhu and gadadhar pandit went to advaita acharya's house and advaita acharya was engaged at that time in worshiping his deities and his shaligram shilas and as soon as chaitanya mahaprabhu saw the exalted worship which advaita acharya was doing chaitanya mahaprabhu fainted over there and as soon as he fell unconscious advaita acharya we know he is always looking for opportunities to worship chaitanya mahaprabhu because he was an elderly devotee chaitanya mahaprabhu would never allow him to worship in the future also so advaita acharya took grab this opportunity and whatever paraphernalia he had for the worship of his deities and shaligram shilas he immediately started worshiping chaitanya mahaprabhu so while he was unconscious he took that advantage he washed his lotus feet he started offering him aarti bhoga all that <clears throat> and gadadhar pandit was wonderstruck because they were both they were still quite young at that time so gadadhar pandit was he felt that what is advaita acharya doing like we understand chaitanya mahaprabhu's nimai pandit's heart has had a transformation and he's become a really great devotee of lord krishna but you know advaita acharya is worshiping him instead of worshiping his deities so he asked gadadhar pandit asked advaita acharya that what are you doing chaita he is he is nimai is actually a devotee of lord krishna what are you, why are you worshiping him with all the paraphernalia meant for narayan worship and then advaita acharya says he says that my dear gadadhar i wish you would understand that this nimai is just not your friend and is just not a devotee of the lord and when gadadhar pandit heard these words from advaita acharya's mouth advaita acharya was greatly respected in the devotee community like because of his seniority in age and also his seniority in devotion everybody would look up to him for bhakti so when gadadhar pandit heard these words from advaita acharya's house mouth he realized that yes this is not just my friend nimai who has now become a devotee he is the supreme personality of godhead that realization dawned in gadadhar pandit's heart so one day uh, gadadhar pandit brought some spices for chaitanya mahaprabhu to his house and he saw chaitanya mahaprabhu again crying in separation where is krishna where is krishna he was crying and there were many devotees gathered over there 
and whenever chaitanya mahaprabhu would go in one of these moods where he would lose external consciousness and he would continuously cry out for krishna and look for krishna and seek krishna out but not finding krishna he would keep fainting none of the devotees could do anything they they were just waiting and watching because they didn't know how to bring chaitanya mahaprabhu out of this particular ecstasy so then when gadadhar pandit had taken all the spices over there he started pacifying uh, uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu so he had this quality of be, he was the only one who was able to pacify chaitanya mahaprabhu whenever chaitanya mahaprabhu used to go in one of these ecstasies so he pacified chaitanya mahaprabhu and he said don't worry krishna is in your heart nimai he is in your heart don't worry about it don't see krishna outside he is there in your heart and as soon as chaitanya mahaprabhu heard this from gadadhar pandit's mouth he actually thought yes krishna is there in my heart and obviously he will be there he is none other than krishna so he immediately using his nails he started tearing open his chest he started ripping the skin apart from his uh, chest and he started tearing the f- even he was about to tear the flesh and his heart open so that he can see krishna over there and devotees got scared because obviously blood would start oozing out from uh, that place so then again gadadhar pandit started pass he thought that okay this has not worked it has gone in another direction so then again gadadhar pandit held chaitanya mahaprabhu's hands firmly and he told him very gen- in a very gentle tone don't worry krishna is coming krishna is coming like that he pacified and when gadadhar when chaitanya mahaprabhu heard gadadhar pandit's soothing words that yes krishna will come soon i just have to wait that pacified him completely and sachi mata was observing this whole past time so sachi mata also used to get very bewildered because for her this was a big change suddenly chaitanya mahaprabhu had transformed after after coming back from gaya so she was still coming to terms with whole that whole transformation and specially she would get very bewildered when she would see chaitanya mahaprabhu go into one of those moods so when she saw that gadadhar pandit was the only one able to pacify chaitanya mahaprabhu she actually took a promise from gadadhar pandit she told him that i am requesting you and it is my order to you that you will never leave the side of chaitanya mahaprabhu ever always be with him because you are the only one who can pacify him and you can bring him out of these ecstasies which he goes into and that is one more affirmation that you know gadadhar pandit in his role as radharani never left the side of chaitanya mahaprabhu he, he was always there with chaitanya mahaprabhu serving him in that mood of being able to pacify and have a calming influence on chaitanya mahaprabhu so whenever any devotees used to come into navadweep like ishwarapuri came all the devotees used to like and take go and take association of those devotees so one day there was a very exalted devotee who was visiting navadweep and his name was pundarik vidyanidhi and mukunda datta who was also a great devotee of the lord he knew gadadhar pandit likes to associate with all these senior devotees and likes to hear from them so he told gadadhar pandit that i'm going to take you to a very exalted devotee of the lord and i want you to take darshan from of him and i want you to hear from him so gadadhar pandit was very excited because he used to like to associate with all these advanced devotees so he went with mukunda datta uh, to, uh, to a house where uh, pundrik vidyanidhi had arrived and then over there when he saw he he was a bit bewildered because he saw that mukunda datta told me that he is a very great devotee but gadadhar pandit since childhood for him he was very renowned so for him devotion means someone who has to be completely renounced so he saw contradiction in that mood over there 
he saw that the pundrik vidya nidhi was sitting on fine bedding like as soft as cotton there was white cotton bedding there were servants who were fanning him and he was you know eating i think pan or something like that and blowing into a hookah and nicely reclining and he had worn beautiful opulent dress and jewelry and all that so gadadhar pandit you know he was a young person so his mind was completely bewildered he was a very simple and renounced brahmachari and when he saw all this his mind was bewildered and doubts started arising in his mind and mukunda datta immediately picked on that he realized that gadadhar pandit you know his mind is going through this turmoil and there are some doubts in his mind so mukunda datta wanted to set the consciousness right of gadadhar pandit so he started reciting some beautiful verses from shrimad bhagavatam and one of the verses he recited was aho bakiyam sthana kalakutam the verse where you know lord krishna is glorified saying that you know who can be more merciful than him who gave the position of dhatri to even a to a, a witch who had come to poison him so that whole verse was about putna so that you know it was glorifying krishna's merciful position that he gives he shows compassion even to people who come to poison him and gives them an eternal position in the spiritual world as a dhatri as his nurse so when he recites those verses pundrik vidyanidhi obviously he was a pure devotee of the lord he goes into an ecstasy he completely loses um, consciousness of the external surroundings and he starts rolling on the ground tears start flowing from his eyes he starts ripping all his clothes apart even that bedding everything he starts ripping apart because he is not able to control his ecstasy as soon as he heard this verse and for some time he is unconscious and gadadhar pandit is wonderstruck when he sees this particular nature like this particular side of pundrik vidyanidhi and then pundrik pundrik vidyanidhi comes back to consciousness and he is very embarrassed when he sees that he is you know the disarray that had happened over there because of his ecstasy but mukunda did deliberately did that because gadadhar pandit immediately realized what an exalted devotee pundrik vidyanidhi was he realized that you know he should not judge a person based on just the externals but he has to like wait to see the trans to see the heart of a devotee before passing any con- or drawing any conclusions about a person so then gadadhar pandit was very repentant that he thought he had done an offense by thinking you know negatively about pundrik vidyanidhi or thinking that he is not an exalted devotee and thinking less of him so he became very repentant he thought he must do something to counteract this offense and therefore he decided to accept initiation from pundrik vidyanidhi and he went and told chaitanya mahaprabhu he sought his blessings and also sought his permission that i have made this decision i hope you are okay with it my lord and chaitanya mahaprabhu was in so much happiness he was overjoyed to hear because pundrik vidyanidhi is none other than vrishabhanu maharaj from the spiritual world and obviously chaitanya mahaprabhu was very happy to hear that you know radharani in the form of gadadhar pandit was accepting uh, pundrik vidyanidhi her eternal father as her spiritual father in this particular lifetime so that is how gadadhar pandit rectified his offense by accepting initiation from pundrik vidyanidhi now always gadadhar pandit would be present during the kirtans which used to happen in shrivas thakur's house so we know from the chaitanya charitramrita that day and night chaitanya mahaprabhu and all his associates used to continuously do kirtan in shrivas thakur's house and gadadhar pandit would always be present there and he was very very enchanting in his dance so he and chaitanya mahaprabhu would dance beautifully when these kirtans would happen and it is described by the acharyas that shrivas thakur that shrivas angan his house is non different by than rasasthali of rindavan 
they are both the same whether ras leela takes place in vrindavan and shrivasangan they are both same so therefore we see in that particular mood chaitanya mahaprabhu and gadadhar pandit would dance so beautifully together as they are in their as their original pastime of krishna and radharani and they would get so absorbed such intense absorption they would have in that particular dancing that chaitanya mahaprabhu's golden complexion would start turning blackish he would start getting the complexion of krishna and gadadhar pandit's complexion would start becoming golden so in the form of that they would start manifesting the external symptoms of the divine, divine couple when they used to dance in shrivas thakur's house and all the devotees present there also because you know uh, shrivas angam is non different than rasasthali all the devotees would start manifesting their eternal forms from the spiritual world and the whole atmosphere would transform into vrindavan so this is how you know that the akirtans would happen in shrivasangan and that is how gaur and gadadhar used to play that role of dancing together so one day there is a beautiful pastime which i was hearing in a lecture one day chaitanya mahaprabhu jagadananda pandit and gadadhar pandit were walking on the banks of ganga in navadweep and they entered a forest on the banks of ganga and when they entered the forest chaitanya mahaprabhu saw a beautiful parrot sitting on a bakula tree So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu grabbed that parrot and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told that parrot that you are non-different from the eternal parrot of Radharani you are an eternal associate and you are none other than the son of Vyasadev Sukhadev Goswami so why don't you sing the glories of Krishna and please you know let us drown in the nectar of the uh, glories that come out from your beautiful mouth so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu requested the parrot like that he identified the true eternal position of the parrot and as soon as he left the parrot on the branch the parrot started crying gor hari gor hari so chaitanya mahaprabhu was very upset with the parrot he said i told you to chant the glories of krishna and you are chanting gor hari gor hari vishnu vishnu what are you doing so chaitanya mahaprabhu when you know krishnadas kaviraj goswami also describes that when chaitanya mahaprabhu was present he is channa avatar so he never used to like anybody to worship him as the supreme personality of godhead he always wanted to stay in the mood of a devotee of the lord so he could never hear anybody glorifying him and therefore when the parrot started screaming gor hari gor hari he got very upset with the parrot and he said that oh parrot you know you go back to the bakula tree i don't want to hear from you so again the parrot flew back on the bakula tree <clears throat> and from there he again started yelling gora 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 like that the parrot started yelling so then um um and and also he started dancing in ecstasy the parrot was dancing in ecstasy and chaitanya mahaprabhu was completely upset with the parrot like gadadhar pandit and jagadananda pandit who had uh, accompanied him they saw how upset chaitanya mahaprabhu was getting and chaitanya mahaprabhu was more upset because he knew that like he never wanted to reveal that he is the supreme personality of godhead and he was actually safeguarding the uh, the you know people who will be born in kaliyuga because he knew in kaliyuga there will be many such bogus avatars who will come in the future who will claim themselves to be krishna and we know that is happening like we've seen so many people who claim themselves to be krishna so many claim themselves to be kalki avatar there are almost 10 or 11 people right now who claim themselves to be kalki avatar and i remember once you know somebody had invited them on a tv show and no one was told that the other kalki avatar is also coming and all 10 or 11 were gathered and then they were told that now we all decide who is the actual kalki avatar amongst all of you 
so you know they were exposed in front of a tv camera but we see people claim chaitanya mahaprabhu knew that this these bogus claims will come in the future where people will claim they are the supreme lord they will say they are narayan vishnu krishna so chaitanya mahaprabhu never wanted that to happen and therefore he become he became very angry and disturbed so he again told the parrot why don't you sing the glories of radha and krishna and then the parrot told the parrot actually said that no i can't do that because vrindavan with the you know the eternal holy place of vrindavan the place of krishna's pastimes has now transformed into navadweep and you my lord have come as krishna and radharani in this earth to spread the yuga dharma how can i chant krishna and radharani's name when there is vrindavan also not present now the glories of a navadweep dham that is the most glorious holy dham so in i am so happy to see my lord as gauranga my worshipable lord who is none other than krishna has come here as chaitanya mahaprabhu and my worshipable goddess who is none other than radharani has come as gadadhar pandit i'm so happy to see you my lord and therefore allow me to chant your glories and allow me to stay in this navadweep dham so that is how the parrot you know once again reinforced that obviously chaitanya mahaprabhu is lord krishna himself and gadadhar pandit and jagadananda pandit were amazed to see this particular exchange between the parrot the sweet exchange between the parrot and chaitanya mahaprabhu so one day in chait you know in chaitanya mahaprabhu's house gadadhar pandit had come over there and chaitanya mahaprabhu used to regularly worship shaligram shilas and one day when Ch- uh, gadadhar pandit had come to visit him he actually held gadadhar pandit's hand and chaitanya mahaprabhu requested him he said that gadadhar it is my duty as a grahastha to worship deities and therefore i regularly try to engage in the worship of my shaligrams so i follow the rules and regulations i take a bath come in suchi clothes but as soon as i sit in front of my shaligrams tears just start flowing from my eyes i'm not able to control the tears and my all my clothes become wet as soon as i sit down for the worship so obviously i've become muchi then i once again go to the go and take a bath again put on fresh clothes but as soon as i come in front of the shaligrams again my tears start coming and because of those incessant tears my clothes become wet so it's very difficult for me to worship these shaligram shilas because i have been you know continuously i'm just taking a bath and coming but i'm not able to start my worship at all so i am requesting you gadadhar can you please take over the worship of my shaligram shilas and gadadhar pandit you know what better opportunity than this to associate with chaitanya mahaprabhu and also worship the shilas so he very readily accepted that service and every day he would go to chaitanya mahaprabhu's house and he would regularly worship the shaligram shilas for chaitanya mahaprabhu so chaitanya mahaprabhu later on took sanyas so now you know these were all pastimes in navadweep between gadadhar pandit and chaitanya mahaprabhu and obviously later on we know that chaitanya mahaprabhu decided to take sanyas and he decided to say take sanyas because he realized that even though he is trying to spread the glories of the holy name of the lord and trying to establish the yuga dharma people weren't very receptive and one of the obstacles which chaitanya mahaprabhu felt was that he was a grahastha so he felt that people used to take him lightly that oh he is just a, an ordinary grahastha like all of us so how can we take him so seriously so then chaitanya mahaprabhu was contemplating that only if i accept the sanyas order of life because obviously sanyasis are always seen as a higher you know higher order of life and they are much more respected and taken seriously so chaitanya mahaprabhu thought that i have to get through all the envious people i have to get through all the fallen people the proud people of kaliyuga otherwise how will i be able to bring a change in their hearts but they won't be receptive till i am a grahastha they won't take me seriously 
and therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu decided to end his grahastha pastimes and now start his sanyas pastimes so he conveys he starts conveying his thought process and his decision to all the other devotees and in that particular way he comes to gadadhar pandit also and he conveys his decision to gadadhar pandit that very soon i'm going to accept sanyas and when gadadhar pandit hears he says my lord you will be cutting off because chaitanya mahaprabhu had beautiful locks of hair so he said my lord you will be cutting off these beautiful locks of hair to shave yourself because obviously as a sanyasi you will be shaving yourself and chaitanya mahaprabhu said yes that is going to be part of me taking sanyas so gadadhar pandit fainted just imagining that the lord's hair is going to be cut off and he is going to take sanyas and go away so gadadhar pandit actually pleaded with the lord he said no it's not like that everybody is taking you seriously so what if you're a grahastha in kaliyuga the ashram doesn't matter at all the varna doesn't matter even the ashram doesn't matter so it's okay if you stay a grahastha and you preach why do you want to take sanyas but chaitanya mahaprabhu had made his decision already because he wanted to reach out to more people he wanted to people to take him seriously and to reach the fallen people of kaliyuga so he actually then went ahead he actually swam across the ganga uh, to katwa and there he took sanyas from keshav bharati and all the devotees were present over there and it's mentioned that when the barber who cut off chaitanya mahaprabhu's hair he actually gave up his profession because it was such it had such a profound impact on him to cut those beautiful locks of hair off and shave chaitanya mahaprabhu for his sanyas ceremony then all the devotees were crying and you know that whole sanyas pastime happened so later on chaitanya mahaprabhu went to jagannath puri and gadadhar pandit keeping up the vow that uh, sachi mata had taken from him also moved to jagannath puri to stay with chaitanya mahaprabhu so when chaitanya mahaprabhu saw that jagan uh, uh, gadadhar pandit has come his heart knew no his the joy of his heart knew no bounds he was so happy to be reunited again with his beloved radha rani so he actually welcomed gadadhar pandit and he gave him a beautiful place to stay a special house to stay which was called as yameshwar tota and over there in that particular place called yameshwar tota there was a beautiful temple called tota gopinath so chaitanya mahaprabhu with his own hands gave the beautiful deity of tota gopinath to gadadhar pandit to worship and it is described in chaitanya charitramrita that gadadhar pandit worshiped tota gopinath till the end of his life he he kept on worshiping and um, uh, tota gopinath so in puri also chaitanya mahaprabhu and gadadhar pandit were inseparable like they were in navadweep dham they were inseparable even in jagannath puri so uh, every day chaitanya mahaprabhu used to visit gadadhar pandit in the tota gopinath temple just to hear shrimad bhagavatam from the mouth of gadadhar pandit and for hours and hours and hours they would sit together gadadhar pandit would be reciting shrimad bhagavatam and chaitanya mahaprabhu would be drinking the nectar of shrimad bhagavatam from gadadhar pandit's mouth and specially you know there were two pastimes which gadadhar pandit whenever he used to recite chaitanya mahaprabhu used to tell gadadhar pandit to keep repeating that pastime hundreds and hundreds of times and that was the pastime of dhru maharaj and prahlad prahlad maharaj so gadadhar read more gadadhar read more like that read it again read it again he used to make gadadhar sometimes you know in a day 100 times he would read the pastime of dhru maharaj or prahlad maharaj and it is described in chaitanya charitramrita that both gadadhar pandit and chaitanya mahaprabhu used to be in so much ecstasy that their tears would wipe off you know that in those days they used to write on palm leaves so it would wipe off all the ink from the palm leaves and gadadhar pandit would sit and write again but you know so much ecstasy was being experienced by both of them 
and you know from this past time chaitanya mahaprabhu is showing us like sometimes you know we see in bhagavatam or when a speaker is talking of, uh, from the pages of shrimad bhagavatam we sometimes feel that oh i have heard this past time many times or i heard this story many times why don't you tell me something new so we we tend to get immediate like especially speaking of myself we tend to get immediately bored when we we've already heard a past time once or twice but chaitanya mahaprabhu over here is establishing the principle that never get tired of hearing the even if it's the same past time from shrimad bhagavatam hundreds and hundreds of times because you will get new new realizations by keeping on hearing the same past time so chaitanya mahaprabhu had three intimate associates at jagannathpuri like in that particular mood who used to serve him one was swarup damodar prabhu who used to always sing for chaitanya mahaprabhu and swarup it's described that swarup damodar's voice was so beautiful when he used to sing kirtans bhajans even sing the verses of shrimad bhagavatam that even stones would melt when swarup damodar goswami used to sing he was so beautiful in his rendition of bhajans and kirtans the other person was parmananda puri who used to serve chaitanya mahaprabhu by being absorbed in krishna's names leelas pastimes and narrating those and gadadhar pandit seva to chaitanya mahaprabhu was to recite shrimad bhagavatam regularly so these were three intimate associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu in um, jagannath puri who used to always remind him about krishna's leelas so gadadhar pandit had accepted the vow of kshetra sanyas as soon as he moved to jagannath puri he also took sanyas like after chaitanya mahaprabhu took sanyas gadadhar pandit also took three danda sanyas he took sanyas in the vaishnav sampradaya and then he had moved to jagannath puri and he took kshetra sanyas kshetra sanyas means that person will never leave that place so he had taken that kshetra sanyas and one day chaitanya mahaprabhu decided to go to vrindavan to visit vrindavan because he was always feeling separation from krishna and he had never taken darshan of the deities in vrindavan so he started going towards vrindavan and gadadhar pandit told chaitanya mahaprabhu that i am also going to accompany you to vrindavan because obviously he couldn't bear separation from chaitanya mahaprabhu and chaitanya mahaprabhu told him no you can't do that because you have accepted the vow of kshetra sanyas how can you break that vow of leaving jagannath puri and coming with me to vrindavan but gadadhar pandit was very firm and very clear in philosophy as well so he told chaitanya mahaprabhu that my lord wherever you are there that is my kshetra so i am not breaking any vow if i'm traveling with you i am actually still maintaining my kshetra sanyas because wherever you are there the holy dham is there within you so when i'm with you i'm still associating with jagannath puri dham and i'm still there in the holy dham so you cannot stop me from traveling my lord i am going to come with you and chaitanya mahaprabhu kept pleading with him that no i don't want to be the cause of you breaking your vow so you please stay back in puri and if you accompany me people will say that i have broken your vow so gadadhar pandit says okay i will not walk with you i will walk a little behind your side on the side so that people don't blame you and if there's any offense you feel i am ready to accept all the offense nothing will happen to you my lord so they started walking chaitanya mahaprabhu could not get rid of gadadhar pandit so in his heart it is described he was feeling so much joy because he also could not bear separation from gadadhar pandit but externally he was showing anger at gadadhar pandit so he they all they started walking together and then they reached katak and there was a huge river that they had to cross in katak to go to the other side and then proceed to vrindavan so when chaitanya mahaprabhu started getting into the boat and obviously gadadhar pandit also had to get in the boat he stopped gadadhar pandit he said and you know externally chaitanya mahaprabhu had to say harsh words to gadadhar pandit just to stop him from going with him 
So he told Gadadhar Pandit that your reason of coming with me to Vrindavan Dham, leaving Jagannath Puri, is your own pleasure. You are coming for your own sense gratification because it will give you happiness. That is why you want to come to, Jag- uh, to Vrindavan with me and you want to leave Jagannath Puri. However, let me make it very clear to you, Gadadhar, that this act of yours is not giving me any pleasure at all. Understand that I am not happy by this act of yours and I don't want you to break that vow of Kshetra Sanyas. So right now you go back to Jagannath Puri and the devotees who were present over there, he instructed them that you all take Gadadhar Pandit back to Puri. And saying this, he sat in the boat and the boatman took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu away. And as soon as Gadadhar Pandit saw that, he fainted in separation from the Lord. He could not come out of that unconscious state at all because he was feeling so much. He was crying. There were tears flowing from his eyes and he could not even open his eyes because he knew as soon as he opens his eyes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu won't be with him. But somehow the devotees bring him back to consciousness and take him to Puri and they actually explain to him. They say that you are so fortunate that the Lord cares about you. Just as the Lord broke his own vow to keep up the vow of Bhishma Dev in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, because Bhishma Dev had taken that vow when, you know, the five arrows uh, pastime happens. Bhishma Dev takes vow that, you know, Krishna came and stole those arrows by deceit. I will make him break his vow tomorrow. And just to keep up Bhishma Dev's vow, Krishna was ready to break his vow just for his devotee. So the devotees in Jagannath Puri were explaining to him. He said that they were telling him that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also cannot bear separation from you. For him also it is so hard to keep you away from him. But to give more importance to your vow, he is breaking his own heart. So you are so fortunate Gadadhar Pandit that you know the Lord is thinking like this about you but he doesn't want you to come because he wants you to uphold your vow. So like this, the exchange happens and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu proceeds to Vrindavan. But as he is proceeding, there are thousands and thousands of people who start following him. Just by the beauty, they are just by attracted by the golden, beautiful form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So again, like I was telling you all about the 11th canto which we are studying and the uh, exchange of dialogues between Maharaj Nimi and the Navayogendras. In that particular dialogue, the, predict, you know, uh, the prediction is there of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. It is one of the Navayogendras who tell Maharaj Nimi about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance in this Kali Yuga. So in that particular verse, it is described that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will, Krishna will appear in Channa Avatar in Kali Yuga. He will come with his associates, paraphernalia and also his weapons. And in the purport, like, you know, Jagannath Ram Prabhu was reading the purport and he was telling me yesterday, he was telling that, you know, in the purport it is written that what weapons did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bring? Obviously, we know Krishna had weapons, Lord Parashuram had weapons, Ram had his bow and arrow, every incarnation came with a weapon, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not bring any weapons. So what is this weapon word which is used in this particular verse, which one of the Navayogendras is saying? And in the purport it is described that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's weapon was his beautiful form. Because by, just by his beauty, he used to attack people. It's like, you know, uh, with, with the arrows of his beauty, people's heart, he used to attack and transform their hearts. Just by looking at his beautiful form, people were inspired to chant the names of Krishna. People were inspired to surrender their lives to Lord Krishna and to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet. So that is what was happening. On the way to Vrindavan, everyone was just surrendering themselves. They were all joining in the chanting of the holy names. He did not even have to open his mouth to preach to anybody. Just by, uh, they were attracted by just his beauty and the golden form that he had. 
So like this he was proceeding and then one of the devotees told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that my Lord, Vrindavan is a very secluded place. The devotees in Vrindavan will not appreciate if you enter Vrindavan with such a big entourage. There are thousands of people right now who are following you. They've left their house houses, they've left their families and they've just started following you. If you enter Vrindavan with such a big entourage, the residents of Vrindavan will get disturbed, their mood will get disturbed and they may not like it, my Lord. So I feel you should go back to Jagannath Puri and then you should travel alone. So tell all these people who are following you that you're not going to Vrindavan anymore and you're returning back to Puri. And then later on you again, once again, come back to Vrindavan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually, he was very receptive to the instructions given by his own devotees. So he took their instructions to heart and he went back to Jagannath Puri. So he went via Shantipur where he met Advaita Acharya, his mother came to meet him and then he reached Jagannath Puri. And when he met all the devotees, he told the devotees, he said that because I offended Gadadhar Pandit's heart, that is why the Lord did not give me entrance into Vrindavan. So once again, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is setting the mood for us and, you know, instructing us that if we offend Vaishnavas, Krishna does not give, him, give us entry into his pastimes or his dham or his leelas or even, you know, access to his holy names. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that this time only if Gadadhar Pandit gives me permission, then only I will go to Vrindavan. Otherwise, I am not going to go to Vrindavan without taking his permission. But I know I did not get entry because he was so upset that I left him and I did not allow him to come with me. Because of that offense, Krishna has punished me. So Gadadhar Pandit obviously starts crying when he hears Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speak like this. And he says, no, my Lord, you can never create an offense. You know, wherever you are, the holy dham is there. That's why I wanted to accompany you. But I'm happy to follow your instructions and stay back in Puri. But Lord, if you're asking me, can I just request you for one thing? The Chaturmas, the four months of the rainy season are coming soon. Can I request you to please go after the Chaturmas? So devotees used to always use all these tricks with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so that they would not have separation and they would keep postponing his travels, whether it was South India or whether it was uh, Vrindavan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu agreed and he said, okay, I will stay back for four months and then only I will travel to Vrindavan, but after taking permission from Gadadhar Pandit. So again, you know, setting a very good example for all of us. And um, there's little time left, but there is a beautiful pastime of Vallabhabhat who comes to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri. And Vallabhabhat was a great devotee of the Lord and also a great scholar. So he comes to associate with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He understands Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of Godhead. And he starts taking association of the devotees and of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu detects that there is a little bit of pride in Vallabhabhat's heart. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, we know Krishna does not, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu especially does not like even little bit. Like he came to give us, you know, Trinadapi Sunichena Mantra. So he does, he cannot tolerate even little bit of pride in the devotee's heart. So he actually wanted to set right that pride which was there in Vallabhabhat's heart because otherwise he was a great devotee and a great scholar. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu kept glorifying all the other devotees in front of Vallabhabhat. He said, I have this Varup Damodar who sings so beautifully. I have Gadadhar Pandit. Like he kept glorifying all the devotees, even some of the Goswamis who were present there. He would just keep glorifying all those devotees. And Vallabhabhat said, oh, I want to meet them. I want to meet them. So he was creating that desire in his heart that meet all these exalted devotees. Don't think you are only the most exalted devotee and have this pride in your heart. And then Vallabhabhat also had written a commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam. So he came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he had this habit of having like a debate and to defeat people based on his commentary. 
So he came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he said that I want to present my commentary to you. Can you please read it or allow me to present it to you and you tell me whether it's okay. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not accept that request from Vallabhabhat because he, he did not want to associate with a person who has this pride and based on that platform he has written, Srimad Bhagavatam. And when other devotees saw that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has adopted this mood and is not giving an audience to Vallabhabhat for reading out the commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, all the other devotees also adopted the same mood. So Vallabhabhat actually went to other devotees also, but none of them were ready to listen to his commentary. And then ultimately Vallabhabhat went to Gadadhar Pandit. And you know, Gadadhar Pandit was such a soft-hearted devotee and Vallabhabhat knew that about Gadadhar Pandit. So he knew he won't be able to say no to me. So he actually made Gadadhar Pandit sit down and he read the whole commentary to him. And Gadadhar Pandit in his heart was thinking of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, my Lord, you are only enacting this pastime through me. You know that I don't want to listen to this Bhagavatam commentary because you haven't heard it. I want to follow in your footsteps. But somehow because of my soft nature, you are making this happen, my Lord. I am aware of that. And I'm not able to refuse this particular person because I don't have the ability to refuse anybody when they come to me like this with such requests. So Vallabhabhat sat and recited the whole commentary to him. And Gadadhar Pandit had to ultimately sit and listen. And then Vallabhabhat goes back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he tells that I have recited the whole commentary to Gadadhar Pandit. And also he tells him that I have, in my commentaries, I have not acknowledged Sridhar Swami. I, I don't think I should refer to his, uh, like you know, whatever commentary Sridhar Swami has written, I don't want to refer to those in my, in my commentary of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So in my rendition, I have not referred to the commentaries by Sridhar Swami. And Sridhar Swami, we see even Prabhupada coach Sridhar Swami so much in all the purports. So he is accepted as one of the leaders or he is accepted as one of the uh, authorities of Srimad Bhagavatam. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not at all happy to hear this particular comment from Vallabhabhat. And he says that, oh, you haven't, uh, you are not accepting Sridhar Swami? That's fine. But remember that the meaning of Swami is husband. And when someone does not accept their Swami, that person is no, no, no less than a prostitute. So that is how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was trying to turn his mind around, that you are not accepting such a great devotee uh, who, has, who is an authority on Srimad Bhagavatam and you are saying your commentary is you know, beyond that particular person's commentary. So that night, Vallabhabharat, when he went home, he was thinking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's words and he realized that, yes, there is some pride in my heart which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually trying to correct. And the next day morning he goes and falls at the feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he begs forgiveness. And then he also goes to Gadadhar Pandit. And then he says that I've realized that this, you know, pride was there in my heart. But despite that you gave me an audience. You know, I have not seen a more exalted devotee than you. So I actually want to accept initiation from you. So Vallabhabhat was initially, like when he started his bhakti, he was a Baal Gopal Bhakta. But because of association of Gadadhar Pandit continuously, he came into the Madhurya Leela of the Lord and he started worshipping the Kaishore form of Krishna and Radharani. And then he approached Gadadhar Pandit, he took initiation from him and he started worshipping the, you know, Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya initiation, what we follow, which is the Madhurya Leela of the Lord. So he started worshipping the Lord in that way. So Gadadhar Pandit, like ending the pastimes, Gadadhar Pandit had lots of illustrious disciples like Loknath Goswami, Madhu Pandit. They were all illustrious disciples of Gadadhar Pandit, this Vallabhabhata. And Gadadhar Pandit till the end of his life kept worshipping Tota Gopinath deity very beautifully and nicely. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left this world, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left this world 
मे बी एट फोर्टी टू और फोर्टी थ्री ईयर्स ऑफ एज एट अ वेरी यंग एज चैतन्य महाप्रभु वाउंड अप हिज पास टाइम्स एंड एज सून एज चैतन्य महाप्रभु वाउंड अप हिज पास टाइम्स इट इज डिस्क्राइब दैट गदाधर पंडित स्टार्टेड एजिंग वेरी क्विकली सो ही वॉज अ फ्यू ईयर्स यंगर वन और टू ईयर्स यंगर देन चैतन्य महाप्रभु बट समहाउ ही स्टार्टेड एजिंग वेरी क्विकली बिकॉज ही कुड नॉट बेयर द सेपरेशन एंड देन इट स्टार्टेड बिकमिंग फॉर हिम इट स्टार्टेड बिकमिंग हार्ड टू इवन um start doing worship of tota gopinath like even putting garlands on him and all that so therefore you know that whole famous pastime is where there tota gopinath actually decided to sit down so that gadadhar pandit can put a garland around him very comfortably because of his old age he wasn't able to put the garland so actually he was not old old but the body had come, become old very quickly because he did not want to live in this world very long uh, uh, after chaitanya mahaprabhu had left so even today if we go to tota gopinath you know in the morning the uh, pujari shows that darshan we see actually krishna sitting in that you know two legged cross legged he is sitting and he is that's the only deity in the world i think where krishna is sitting down like that and that was only because he wanted to reciprocate with his devotee kadadhar pandit so we lend the uh, class here it's 9 o'clock are there any questions or comments or corrections जी वेन गदाधर पंडित फर्स्ट सो पुंडरिक विद्यार्थी So sometimes one gets doubt, and sorry, yeah. we get doubts like that when we see something or hear something from. And so, is it okay to think like think out one's doubt, or does it go into offenses? You know, we can commit offenses very easily. So thankfully, in Kaliyuga, it is said that you know our thoughts, whatever we think, doesn't constitute an offense. Only when we speak something, then it constitutes an offense. But Prabhupada warns that although in your thought process you don't make an offense because just you thought about a devotee in maybe not in a very positive way, but he said that if we keep thinking like that, it is going to result in some action, either in a in our words or in you know an action, actual action. It will result and it will come become an offense later on. So therefore, you know, even if we are just thinking, it's not an offense. But if we keep thinking, it will become an offense eventually. It will come out of our mouth in the form of words or something like that. So, therefore, it is very important to clarify. Like we also might get all these doubts sometimes when we see the externals of devotees. Like even that this whole illustrious pastime of Daksha and uh, Lord Shiva is there in the I think in the fourth canto. where you know daksha also judged lord shiva based on his externals like there lord shiva was on the other end he was completely renounced and just wearing a tiger skin and he had skulls and snakes and all that so he did not realize the exalted position of lord shiva and obviously it came out of his mouth he insulted lord shiva and he also had to incur a great offense so over here you know nobody had said gadadhar pandit you have offended or something but because a devotee's heart is gadadhar pandit's heart specially and devotees following in his footsteps all devotees should repent if they even think their thinking process becomes like that so just to rectify that offense therefore he then you know seeks initiation from pundrik vidyanidhi but for for us yes it is better to clarify rather than drawing conclusions it's always good to ask if we any such doubts arise in our heart but it doesn't a thought process doesn't constitute an offense in kaliyuga thank you very much ये लेन द क्लास यार ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की श्रीला प्रभुपाद की